Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. We've got a lot to cover this show, so let's go into last week's poll question. What did we have last week, Mage? Yes, so last week's poll question, we asked, what was the first class you played after patch 20.0.2 went live? The the, uh, start of the new expansion for some. I know that that was some of the discussion. Uh, We had 34 votes, and with 44.1% of you that responded said you went with the Demon Hunter, Druid, Shaman, Warrior. So some classes that were not seeing much play at all before the balance patch. 29.4% said they went with Hunter, Priest, Warlock, which we're seeing a little bit of play uh, before before the balance patch. Maybe Hunter, most of those that group. And then 26.5% went right back to one of the big the big three, Mage, Paladin, and Rogue, that actually got hit by the balance patches. So uh I think I think I think that's pretty good because you want to have some diversity in the meta, and, and I think people wanted to wanted some diversity in the meta, and it looks like they went looking for it after the balance patch went into effect. So that sound that sounds good, and we will be talking later about how how good it feels a week later. So uh, thank you to all of you that voted, and we'll have a poll question at the end of this episode. All right, moving on to the news. So this is going to be a big one here. So Blizzard announces Crossroads Invitational that sparks community feedback on inclusion. Um, 20 content creators will be divided into two teams to compete for a $100,000 prize pool on April 21st on Hearthstone Twitch and YouTube accounts. So the inclusion inclusion discussion leads to a change in invitational roster. Um, out of only out of two, only two out of 20 content creators were women. Regis Kilbin and Kriparian have given up their slots for Aveline and Luna have been added in their place. So this is the full tweet from Blizzard. We have two new participants for the Crossroads Invitational. Welcome Luna and Aveline to the roster and a huge thanks to Crip and Regis Kilbin for graciously offering their slots. Why we're doing this. Representation and inclusion matter, and we're con- yes, and we're committing ourselves to being better. It's vital that our events represent the reality of the Hearthstone community, made up from numerous talented and deserving women who dedicate themselves to the game every day. In order to commit ourselves to doing better in the future, every community's events invitees will have a greater representation of women moving forward. This is one of our future plans around diversity and inclusion. To the women of Hearthstone community, thank you, and know that we will live up to this through our actions. So, um, and then we have uh, a lot of women coming out over the weekend and posting their experiences in the Hearthstone community. And um, 
none of it's really great to see and read. So um, I know we kind of want to just touch base and talk about it a little bit, you know, right now. Um, because it's just, I don't, I don't know about everyone else. It was just, it was disheartening to read and just, um, just really unfortunate. And, um, it's sad. And I, I really, 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 really hope that Blizzard, um, lives up to their end of what they said they're going to do. And they're going to include, uh, more diversity in these community events because they get to pick the rosters, right? They don't, they get to choose who gets invited. They're not just like, this isn't a master's tour event where you have to qualify. This is for show and, you know, to be silly and fun. So this is what, this is, this gives them the platform to show diversity and uh, prompt inclusion in the community because i mean you know, a lot of what you're seeing is the community isn't automatically uh uh being super inclusive by itself as we know um reading these these women's experiences it's just i i don't have anything to say other than it's just yeah. it's just sad it's it's sad and i'm i'm hurt that these 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 people, these women had to deal with all this shit for wanting to play a video game. A a video game. Like that's what this comes down to. This is a this is a virtual card game. I don't I don't get it. Dragon Rider, what did what did you think of seeing all this? You I you have to have some thoughts on this. Oh yes. Um I, I will just preface this by saying my thoughts on this will probably be scattered and I hope I will make sense because I have that many thoughts about all of this. And I mean, these, these tweets started, when did they announce this? Like Wednesday or Thursday last week? Thir- Thursday, Thursday of last Thursday, week, yeah. I think. And there's still discussion on it and it's Tuesday and I am... You know, I'm I'm doing this content and streaming full time now, which also tends for me to be on social media more often during the day than I was before. So it has felt like I've been constantly seeing this, and yeah, it's uh, it's very rough. I I I won't lie. I yesterday even I tried to stream my normal schedule. I ended up seeing a post from another content creator. And his take felt extremely bad. He basically went on a whole thing about how women have it easier on Twitch, how women, you know, women streamers, uh, they just automatically get views because they are women. And I was, I saw that at the same time as I was kind of getting bombarded with really odd, strange questions in my Twitch chat and Honestly, I ended my stream early and I sat here and I fucking cried. I I bawled. I just lost it. And I like I feel like I'm a very strong person. You know, I've I've been through a lot and it's not even very much compared to what some people have gone through. But 
I just, I, I couldn't even handle it. I was like, I just sat here and fucking bawled. And I sent a whole big long message. I talked to um, all of my players and my teammates on Amber Flight Gaming. And let me just say this, but holy shit. The, the support and response from some of the community in all of this and just encouraging women and saying, you know, yeah, you all deserve to be here. You all deserve to be part of this, you know, and to some of the creators and, and content women who were speaking up as well. Like that is fucking inspiring. And, you know, some days it's not easy. It fucking sucks some days, but sometimes the, you know, the community just really shows that there are people who really care and the more that we're surrounded by people who actually give a shit and care and want to see more people be included and want to see people be successful and happy, it makes a world of difference. I mean, I went yesterday from seeing that and literally sitting at my desk bawling, messaging my team to today. I felt like I kicked ass on stream. I was happy again. Like I felt encouraged and inspired. I felt like people cared. And it's like, even just that shift, like it felt like night and day, you know? And, and in a lot of these cases, it's like, that's all that we want. We just want to feel like people care. Even if it's a little bit, you know, just, you know, a nice word here and there, or just, you know, if it's not nice, just shut up. Just don't say it. You know, and uh, again, sorry, I know my thoughts are like so all over the place. Um, I I know I haven't been on the show in, in retrospect, like terribly long for how long I've been part of the, the scene and stuff like that. Um, but I did when uh, when we were kind of having our discussion before we started recording, uh, I actually was reminded of of a, an experience that I had. And this was back at DreamHack Atlanta in uh, 2018, November 2018. And it was the last DreamHack tournament that they were doing, like, before they started the Grandmaster stuff and all of that. Um, so it, there was a lot. Of, there was, like, over 200 people competing in that tournament. Like, it was, it was big. Uh, and they did, you know, have uh, a couple people. Actually, they reached out to a couple of the competitors and, they got us to go like into the, the little back area behind where they were doing the casting and stuff and um, did some interviews. And I know pizza was one of them and I was one of them. Part of me did think, did they just specifically pick us because we were like, you know, did they do it just for the sake of look how diverse we are? I had that thought. I hate having thoughts like that. It did cross my mind. But at the same time, I was so fucking excited to get that opportunity because there was a, that was when those tournaments were on Twitch. I mean, it was big, you know, like 30,000 people watching the stream kind of thing. And, and I got to be on a little interview by Blizzard officially and be on that stream. And to me, that was just the coolest thing. I was so excited. I remember they asked a question about, um, like, you know, what's your favorite memory of playing Hearthstone? And like, honestly, I, and I said, like, at that point, my favorite memory was the first time I hit Legend. Because I remember just how hard I had worked for years before hitting Legend for the first time. And it was exciting. And that was awesome. And it was a great experience. And, you know, and, and I mean, anyone that's listened to this show, you all know how I play. I'm, I'm a dork. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I admit it. 
But like, you know, I, so I show my passion and, and it shows. And people tell me that all the time. They're like my passion for the game and, and that really shows. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I know it. But, you know, so that was exciting for me. I remember sitting in the audience and we got to watch it when it first played during the commercial break. And we were sitting there in these like metal folding chairs watching this. And it was so cool to see that. And I just felt like I'm part of this. And that was the coolest freaking thing. And, you know, I was taking pictures of the big screen and posting on Twitter, like, look, my interview's on here. And it was, it was so exciting just to even feel like I was part of it. And even afterwards, Jocelyn from the Angry Chicken, she was actually working uh, with Blizzard and, and doing some of the production behind the scenes stuff on that, that tournament. And she came out like right afterwards and she found me and my husband in the, in the seats and she like came over to me and said, you know, thank you for being, you know, so like involved and, you know, so happy about this and posting all over social media about it. And it's like, I looked up to her, you know, for a long time because of hearing her on the angry chicken and all this stuff. And it's just like, holy crap, like <laughs> Jocelyn is saying this to me, like, you know, and then reality hit. And then there was Twitch chat. We all know how great Twitch chat can be. But then I got informed of all the comments. People saying shit about the fact, oh, legend, well, even that. Um, I had just, like, right before then, I had gotten uh, signed on to BXA, the team uh, Broken Alliance. And actually, during that weekend, I met some of those, you know, the the organizers of that team and got my jersey and all that. So during the interview, I was wearing my jersey for this new team that I'd gotten on. And yeah, there were comments about how I must have gotten down on my knees to get on the esports team and all of that. And I'm sitting there next to my husband going, what the fuck? No, what? Like, why is that even the first thought that comes to people's minds? Because I have been playing this game since beta. And I worked my ass off learning this game. And, I, you know, I admit, like, I am not even still. I don't do well in new metas. It takes me a while to catch on. Okay, so, like, you know, it takes me a while to learn these things. And that's okay. But having that experience, I was so damn excited for that opportunity to even just be a part of that and, and you know, feel like I'm doing this cool thing. And then immediately... It just turned to clearly I had done something awful, you know, or something that was not in, in alignment with my views to get on an esports team, you know, all of that. And just diminishing all of my, my work. And of course, you know, again, there were definitely awful comments made when Pizza's interview was up there too. And it's, it's so discouraging. Like, that was supposed to be such an exciting thing and show like, hey, look at all of the variety of people that play. And instead, people made that something else. And, you know, afterwards, like, and I post on Twitter about it. Uh, and again, thank you. You know, there was a lot of people from the community who jumped in and were like, you know, hey, your, your interview was genuine. And they loved it because it's like, no, you, you were just you. And that was awesome to see, you know, and 
I, I honestly had forgotten about that for quite a while. And I don't know what it was during our, our conversation that that memory just sparked. But it's like, why? I just don't understand. And just that feeling like, you know what? I'm not the best player. I still haven't qualified for a master's tour or anything like that. I'm working on it. You know, I'm, I'm not the most popular streamer, anything like that. But I still put in a lot of fucking work. I work my ass off for the things that I do. And just to be given that opportunity, though, to be interviewed, that made such a huge difference for me. And in all of this, not only for women, but everyone, you know, whether they are a different skin color, a different sexual orientation, you know, whatever it is, I really hope that more representation does matter because I really truly believe that just giving somebody an opportunity is what makes a difference. Being given that opportunity is what sets people apart. And when the same people keep getting those opportunities or the same kinds of people keep getting those opportunities, it is shutting everyone else out. And you know, that's why like at AFG, you know, we don't really have a lot of players who are huge names or, or anything like that. But you know what? I believe in every single one of the people on my team. Everyone brings something to the table and every single person has value in what they're doing. And they work really hard for what they do. And for me, that is why this is so important. Because... If they weren't even given this opportunity to be on, on even just an entry-level team like, like AFG, you know, they're just going to constantly feel like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm you know, just, I'll never be good enough to do that. And then they stop trying. They stop caring. They stop putting in the effort. That's exactly what happens when people don't see that representation in the game they're playing, in in a society or, or an area that they're interested in, like, why do they care? And I know we have a couple of links and stuff. Salissa's video, she talks a lot about this. And it's, I mean, it's so true. There's other sport, esports e teams and that kind of stuff that I've looked at. I look through their roster and I see mostly just white men. And it's like, okay, well, sorry, I don't really care about you guys. And I don't even give an interest I don't follow their esports team. I don't encourage them. And it's like, whatever. I'm just going to go to somebody else then because why would I want to watch that? It seems like you don't care. And why, if you don't care about that, why should I care about that? So that's, sorry. I know that felt like a whole ramble and I had so many thoughts there. And I'm sure it's still not even everything that I've thought about throughout the weekend. But uh, um, please, if you guys have something else. That, that was... Th thank you for sharing. Thank you, yes. I had, I had completely forgotten about that. I, I think I remember seeing it at the time and being appalled at what you went through. Because like you, I'd have been through the roof if given that opportunity and nobody, yeah. nobody should be able to take that away from you. And that's what those people did. They took it away from you. And that's not fair. I, I, 
And that's the thing I keep coming back to when I keep when I when I look at this stuff, and it seems like every time I go to Twitter, I find something else, and it's just so frustrating and so ridiculous that that we are like that as a community that we let this continue to happen. It is it is inexcusable. We talked about this a year ago with the Black Lives Matter and making sure we were inclusive. That meant women too. That did. And it hasn't gotten any better and you are right in that the per, the the group that leads this is Blizzard and they have the opportunity to set the tone for the entire community and how they monitor their chat rooms during events and things like that. All of that is important. And and just, and then, you know, they can't be the only ones because this stuff is going to crop up everywhere. And so then it's up to the rest of us calling this stuff out and saying, no, this is not right. Do not say that. That is, and, and getting these people out of here because you should not, feel that way about such an amazing experience. And it's just, it's so, so angry. It makes me so angry. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's oh. okay, Don. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. I was going to save this for our 100 or episode 100. But, you know what? I feel like I want to say this now. But, seriously, thank you both and the community of this podcast for welcoming me, like, so wholeheartedly when I joined. You know, sometimes I do jump into things like this or or the streaming, and I kind of jump in hesitantly, like, I don't know what to expect, or or automatically I'm just thinking you know, that I'm going to get nasty comments and things like that. And both of you and a lot of the community has been so extremely supportive. And again, just having somebody who cares makes such a damn difference. Like, it's it's crazy how just feeling like somebody cares and like someone is in your corner can make you change the way you think about yourself. And I really hope that other people do that. And I hope that this encourages other people to also root for other people. You know, even if it's just saying one thing or popping into somebody's stream and being like, you know, hey, I can't say, but thank you for what you do. Because seriously, that can make a huge difference. And so, you know, like I said, I was going to say all that on our 100, <laughs> our episode 100. But you know what? I feel like it is super relevant right now. And I really hope that that people take that and and go out into the world and encourage others and lift others up with that thinking because you know sometimes saying that kind of stuff or encouraging other people make you feel really good like make you feel good you know because you're you're encouraging others and lifting others up but you don't know what other people are going through and what experiences they've had and sometimes just something like that can make a huge difference in their life and maybe turn things around for them. Or maybe they're going through an insanely rough time 
And then all of a sudden somebody's like, hey, you're awesome. I love what you do. I hope that we get to see you more. And it's it's life changing sometimes. It really is. So thank yeah. you. You're you're welcome. You are an extremely valuable asset to this podcast and it's because of who you are and um you know, I when 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 we realized we had to fill that that third spot again um because deliver had to move on we were like trying we're like who do we get and then you were you were posting you're like i'm i'm going for it i'm gonna be a professional i'm I'm working on it i'm gonna focus on this full time and i was like let's go talk to dragon rider let's see let's see if if she's even available and and if and you just slotted right in and you were a little bit hesitant still for a while there and we're just like no talk more you're the you're like the expert like we we provide different things but it was like you are the you are the more professional minded voice out of the three of us and um i don't think mage would be ashamed for me saying this is that i feel like you're the best out of us at this game too and it's because of the work you've put in and it's it doesn't have to do with Anything other than your passion for this game and the hard work you put into this game. And you got here because of you and your work. And that's it. And no one can ever take that away from you. And that's how it should be for everyone in this community. Like, you're here and we're here for you. Like, we want to support you. Um, Let's just get positivity going because... What's uh, uh, no one feels better being negative. You just feel it. I don't know. It's yeah. It just, I don't, I don't get it. And I know it's like the easy way out to just be negative and just like rip on someone, but like, uh, consider what that's doing. And especially it's like, you might think you're just poking fun at someone over an anonymous, you know, profile on the internet, but like the people reading that are real people and they have real feelings and this does things. So don't be an asshole. Just be positive. If you can't find yourself saying something positive, like just shut up and don't say anything. Just let it go. Cause I guarantee you're all you're going to do is you're not going to get any, any, popularity points for just slandering women you're gonna make the person you're attacking feel bad and no one's gonna no one's even gonna remember but them and you're just an asshole like that's just it so like just resist the urge and i mean let's put it this way not everyone we can't we can't be everywhere at every time but if you see it say something like just if you see if you're in twitch chat and you see someone being you know, misogynistic to a woman or just like just saying shit like that. Just be like, stop it. That's not okay. Like they're here for the same reason you are because you like Hearthstone, right? Maybe you just do that. Be a decent person. I don't... <laughs> so I, the, the, <clears throat> the fact that there are, there is a contingent of people that feel like they have to gatekeep a a card game like this just infuriates the heck out of me 
And, and gatekeeping is questioning one's reason for being there or, or questioning their talent or any of that sort of thing. And so it, it doesn't make you look better. It makes the people you're talking about feel terrible. And, and it, there's just, there's no, no reason for that. And we've lost so many good content creators men and women but more women it feels like because of this gatekeeping it needs to stop if you if you looked at that original list of 20 content creators and saw that there were two women i i think about like all those all those current athletes that we have that are you know whether they're uh, esports athletes or professional athletes. You go up to any one of them and ask them why they're doing what they're doing. They're going to tell you that they started because of somebody they saw. And it's probably somebody like them, somebody that came from their background, somebody that came from their area. All of those things matter. And so having more diversity and inclusion means more people can connect with these people that are that are being a part of these uh, events. And it is it is important. And if you think it's not important, you are dead wrong. And it need and and so it was so important that this that this discussion happened. That the that the Crip and Regis did an a, a good thing. And stepped aside so that there could be more diversity in this. And it's good that Blizzard says they're going to, to be more inclusive going forward. And now we need to make sure we hold them to the fire so they keep doing it. And then we've got to do our part and make sure that nobody's gatekeeping. Yeah. And, you know, it's made me think of something else when you said that. When I saw the post, and actually, this all came out last night. Oh. I actually sent a couple messages out to people yesterday. You know, I, I said earlier that I ended up stopping my stream and I just sat here and bawled. And I kind of sat here for a while and took care of the dogs. And I sent a couple people messages like, hey, I'm getting off the internet for the rest of the day. Which I suck at getting off of the internet, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, I hear of you. Of course, I'm laying in bed and I'm like, okay, I watched one episode of TV. I can check Twitter. <laughs> and I actually happened to log in like right after all of this was, was posted. And, you know, I I feel like there was some hate and criticism given to, to Crip and Regis, but most of the comments that I saw in their threads and stuff about that were super positive and honestly, I really feel like them doing that, like we're, we're talking about seeing this and, and when you see somebody, you know, and it makes you want to like, hey, I could do that or, or I want to be a part of that now because I see, I see that. My first thought was I want to be there for every single one of their streams now because because of that like it is now also making me want to support them even more they are turning down opportunities for themselves to help others and it's just like that is that's amazing and you know the fact that also they're in they're in a spot to do that you know regis's post was was very well written um very amazing post if you haven't read that definitely recommend going over there and reading that um but 
it's like, I, like, I, I don't even know how to formulate this thought, but like, the, the amount of support and people that I think will now be drawn into their streams and watch their content is more than the people they will lose from making that stance. So yes, they're turning down this opportunity, but I actually think they will have growth with their content and their viewership because of this. So in a way, it's also like, hey, <laughs> they are still growing because of this. And now other people also have a chance to grow more of their content and, and, and grow their, you know, their visibility within the scene. It's like, how is that not a win-win? I just feel like that is, that is something. And, you know, like I said, maybe it's just because of, of my position in the scene. And, but looking at that, I'm like, I want to be there for every stream now. I want to support them. Whereas before it was kind of like, oh, they're, you know, it's like, honestly, especially Crip is like, ah, he's kind of like, he's already super popular. He doesn't need me to support him. And now I want to. Now I want to. That is what that inclusion and that diversity means to people. It's, it's simple. It really is, isn't it? <laughs> it's not. Ah. Uh. Oh, okay. Well, do you guys want to, I, I feel like, I feel like this is a, a good point to move forward. So let's uh, take a deep breath. Okay. And let's, uh, let's go ahead and move forward with the rest of the news. Um, something that isn't serious is Nozamu no Day is now the 15th of every month. <laughs> Blizzard tweeted a PSA for April on April 15th. Tweet reads, PSA, if it, it is Nozamu Day starting today, the 15th of every month, we will henceforth known as Nozamu Day. If you love Nozamu, put him in your deck for some high-speed games. <laughs> So I'm, I'm sorry. I just have to call you out. This is a very serious news topic. Okay, we all yes. need to take this extremely seriously. I'm silly. I'm sorry. Okay. The, the the real question is: Is did either of you put Nazdormu in a deck and play a game on the 15th? I didn't see no. this. I didn't see that tweet at that point in time. So I promise you, on May 15th, May 15th, there will be gonna, some there will be some uh, dragon fun going down with that yellow dragon. So. I, I did not either. And it was like midway through the day when I saw the tweet and I was like, no, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But, but now we know I'm surprised that didn't come out, you know, that there wasn't really any build up or lead up to it. It was just like, Oh, Hey, on the 15th, they tweeted. This is a thing now. Yeah. I feel like so, they, I feel like this got no build up. So there's no, yeah. there's no payoff with no build up. So you gotta, I want to see if they like post about it every month on the 15th. Now they better like to, you know, keep it going instead of like a one-time thing. I'm, I'm curious to see if they post about it every month. Yeah. I hope they so. Should. They definitely should. Okay. And then we move on to Ixar's Twitter Q and a number 14. So, first off, regarding hero portraits and bundles, we like to do a character that we feel players would care about that also fits the theme of that given expansion. Regarding their happiness with the new meta, still evaluating. Paladin is still very powerful. Faith Hunter is more of an opportunist, 
Nothing wrong with Paladin being the best deck, just keeping a close eye on the margins between it and other classes, making sure there are still good options out there, etc. Regarding Watch Post, we knew that the nurse would be pretty hard, but they aren't the kind of cards we like to show up on the regular, like Tar Creeper or Sludge Belcher, Sludge Belcher did. Happy if they're fringe or fit in the right deck. Not happy if they're regular picks or generic power level. Okay, so now we have the Cabal card back, back in the shop for a limited time. It was acquired for achieving rank 20 in rank play February 2017. It's available for $3 or 500 gold. So then we have Give Please. Warma in Tinsha wins Grandmaster Weeks 2. Um, so the winner lineups were Give Please had Tempo Rogue, Control Priest, OTK Demon Hunter, and Token Druid. Warma had Secret Libram Paladin, Control Warlock, Hero Power Mage, and Control Priest. And Ticho had Face Hunter, OTK Demon Hunter, Token Druid, and Aggro Secret Paladin. And that's our news for this Ooh. week. So, Dragon Rider, you want to give us a qualifier update? Yes. Well, I just want to say, talking about, like, diversity and inclusion, Tincho has been killing it. And the support that the Latam community has been showing him, and, like, they're so excited and, and supporting him. Holy crap, that is amazing to see. Like, the Latin America Hearthstone scene is just, like, insane. They are they are like so supportive of each other and it's, it's fantastic. So like huge shout outs, you know, I mean, all of these players obviously are very good being in grandmasters and, and competing at this extremely high level, but man, it has been amazing to see Tincho compete and, and do all of that. So huge kudos to him. Yeah. I um, just want to say this too. Speaking of the lad M community, like one of my favorite players, competitive players of all, all time is race. So like, like I miss, yeah. I miss race and uh, and GMs. Just wanted to say that now that you brought that up. So yes, well, you know he has been killing it. Me on the other hand, <laughs> eh, no, not not so much. Sadly, <laughs> the qualifiers this last weekend. Um, I only played on Friday and Saturday. Uh, they didn't go super well. And, you know, again, I, I brought this up earlier in the show, but, like, I, I know this about myself as well. I really struggle with new metas and when things get changed up. So this was the first weekend, like, not even a week into, you know, a new meta after a bunch of nerfs. Um, so it, like, and plus lineups, like, everybody else was still figuring out lineups. They felt like they were all over the place. So it was really hard to get a grasp on, like, you know, trying to come up with a lineup in terms of, can I build a lineup that's good against this? Because... Nobody really knew what this was, so it was just kind of weird and wonky. Um, but one cool thing that I did do was uh, it was round of 128, uh, round four. So unfortunately, like, you know, kind of good, but yeah, kind of in the middle. Um, on stream on Friday, <laughs> I put together this elemental, like, is it an elemental, like, mid-range shaman deck? And, uh, yeah, I ended up getting to round of four with that. And I made it, like, 30 minutes before the tournament started. So I didn't test with it or anything. But I was like, yeah, all right, this looks cool. Let, this looks fun. Let's bring that. I think I played that. And 
I think I played like priest and aggro paladin, control priest and aggro paladin. Um, and one of my opponents actually banned that shaman deck, which I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, that, so they had no idea what to expect. Yeah, they were like, they're yeah. like, oh like, my god, she has the meta breaker. I'm banning it right <laughs> yeah. now. Gotta get that out of there. I have no idea what's gonna happen if I play against shaman. So let's just get rid of that. Yeah. So they banned that, and then I just beat them with paladin and priest. You know, so that was fine. I was like, all right, that works. Sounds reasonable. <laughs> but, uh, but that was that was the highlight of the qualifier weekend for me, just because I thought, you know, that. That was a fun, like, tournament experience. Just like, hey, I'll bring two, like, solid decks, and then I'm just going to bring this thing that I just built that I think is fun, and let's go and just see how it does. Um, so I'm hoping that with the meta maybe being a little bit more uh, settled this weekend, that maybe I can have some uh, better results. But <laughs> I have not even thought about it. I still, honestly... I think I have like two hours left uh, before I have to submit my aspirant lineup for this first week. I haven't even done that. So, you know, lineups are like not on the top of my mind right now. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'll probably just end up copying somebody's be like, that looks good. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what is shaping up with these uh, qualifiers. Um, because things have kind of really been all over the place and been in limbo. And honestly, that's actually our main topic tonight is talking about this like meta now that it's been a week after the nerfs and and the variety and diversity that we're seeing in the meta. So let's jump in and start talking about that. Uh, so, you know, it's been a bit a week and I feel like things are still changing like all the time. I mean, even in my stream today over like seven hours, like... The first half of my stream was like slow decks, like priests and warriors. And then all of a sudden it just like shifted out of nowhere. It was like hunters and demon hunters and like maybe a rogue and then a paladin. And it was like, what just happened? Like the meta just, just shifted like right under my feet. Like what is going on right now? And that's pretty cool. I think like, I, I feel like metas where there is a lot of decks and I saw like three or four different versions of demon hunter which more decks in a class feels really good as well. So I don't know, has your guys' experience been been like that? Or, or what's your experience been like the first week? It's, uh, it's, it's been pretty diverse. I have to say that, like, on, on stream last night, I was... I, I, I saw more priests than I actually wanted to see. Um, being... Uh, I, reached legend before before like the day of the balance patches last week um and so i've been trying to uh try trying to just learn the new meta at legend rank and and, and though they um end up being rather there 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 is a contingent of people that are trying things and there's a contingent of people that are just playing really strong things and it's just a question of which you you end up find which you end up finding cuz when you queue you don't know what you're going to find and so like it's always the, heads, the counter to whatever you're playing yeah, <laughs> that's well, how it feels yeah or or there's that yes i obviously uh would have liked to have been playing warlock at that point when i was seeing all those priests but 
to no avail. I was playing things like uh, trying out different types of base hunter. And I, I actually tried out uh, No Hands Gamers uh, Secret Paladin from GM this week because it was really weird. It had a uh, it had the the two mana Murloc, the the red dragon dragon dragon, uh, dragon tamer. Yeah, the Dragon Tamer, and it had one the six mana Onyx Mage Mage Scribe, scribe yep. thing. Oh, uh, and it has Tyrion, Tyrion. in the deck, yep. and, <laughs> and it was what? just like how did it do? This is I didn't. This I didn't is see this. I. Well, I think he made top. Did yeah, he, he top. top eight, he, he, he was top a, four. He lost to Tincho yeah, okay. in in the top four. So it based. It, it was an emotional weekend. I didn't really. I'll be honest. I did not oh. watch uh, <laughs> any of the tournament stuff. This completely weekend, understandable, so. but um, it, it it's a it's a a fast deck that has the secrets, the sword of the fallen, um, uh, crab riders, and that that kind of stuff. And then it switches to, Tyrion. yeah, it switches to late game. It goes into like a value plan. If it doesn't kill you immediately, it has the uh, that one mana, their rank spell that gives the plus three attack. Yeah, it's got got conviction in it. It actually has righteous protectors yep. to kind of help you in the early game as well and be more targets for conviction. It also has uh, Talion. Yep, that can pull mm-hmm. either Tyrion or it runs McGurgle, and so yeah. you would get the eight yes. mana McGurgle Prime. The eight mana mcgurgle prime mm-hmm. so it, that that was so it just it looked fun and looked interesting and uh i played only a handful of games with it but i did win one so i felt i felt uh pretty good about that but yeah it it seems like i saw a good mix i've seen a good mix of classes over the last week since since these uh changes went into effect what are, what about you daring um, I've seen a bit of everything in all honesty. Besides shaman, I haven't really seen any shaman. Um, I mean, I did see like challenge accepted. I mean, I saw like one or two, <laughs> but um, yeah. Go ahead, have fun. <laughs> I I got to round four of a qualifier with my terrible shaman deck. So, <laughs> I, I, and that's your skill piloting it. See if you want to play it like an hour and a half into the ladder and tell me, tell me how much fun it is. Cause I guarantee you, you're not going to be having any. Um, no, it was terrible. I would not recommend anybody go play that deck. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I think I saw you know, rush warriors coming up. Um, saw a bunch of different demon hunter. Um, Mage is still around here and there. That turns out the burn plan is still a legitimate thing you can do. Um, and I mean, Paladin's still really strong. Rogue has different archetypes that are still very strong. So it's nice to see that it. I feel like this pen flinger thing slowed things down a bit and made made things feel more fair. And I think Jandis being up to six was definitely a good thing for the meta considering um she wasn't she i mean like i would have said that was super necessary before rotation but now like they pointed out the five trap pool is really strong so um it feels it feels welcome 
I've seen some pretty incredible Jandises over the last week, and still. Yeah. I I definitely was on the train of Jandis did nothing wrong, doesn't deserve to go to six mana. I think Janice could go to seven mana. Yeah. <laughs> she could still be pretty good, given some of the given some of the uh, the uh, Jandis um, minions that that she has spawned. It's been pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's interesting. Like we used to see a lot of the Barov family, and uh, we really haven't been seeing much of honestly either of them. I did see today, however, I've seen, uh, Darren, you mentioned Rush Warrior, and I, like, over the last several days and maybe over the week, like, Rush Warrior has really gained popularity, but I saw a lot of Control Warrior today. Um, people are bringing Control Warrior back. I saw a couple different versions of it, uh, which is really interesting. Um, one person was playing Bulwark. Oh, oh, sorry. Do uh, Dragon Rider's having a little bit of technical doggo <laughs> issues, so sorry to inter interrupt. I uh, actually, I think uh, this is the only way that could have happened. One of the more interesting things happened off Jandis over the the weekend. Um, with uh, it was in the top. I think it was the top four. Uh, with uh, Felkine. I think it was playing Warma. Uh, but don't quote me on that. Um, had pulled Talon off of um, off of Jandis, and he had and he played a um, what do you call it the uh, the three two spell prime that turns to the prime. Oh, Solarian. Solarian, yes, Solarian, uh, Astromancer Solarian. So he plays. He has a Talon on board, plays Astromancer Solarian. He's playing against a Ticketus Warlock, plays plays the Astromancer, and then brain freezes his own Astromancer, and then immediately trades in the Talon in a no, no minion mage deck and immediately draws Solarian Prime. It was... That's so genius. It was go watch the clip. It, it's it's in the, the Derek Brown's uh, to. uh, top Ooh, five. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, but he was super. He was like he's like yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm that good. <laughs> like, and it won him the game. One hundred percent. That Slayer and Prime won him the game. So like, he didn't win the series, but like, holy cow, that was like, uh, it was just such a such a good spot. But yes, I, I'm sorry. I just uh, was filling in the time while you were had technical doggo issues. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you were saying about Rush Warrior Control Control Warrior? warrior excuse me. About control yeah, like warrior. It's, it, I, have you guys seen any Control Warrior lately? Because I saw several. I saw a lot today. Like actually, a couple yesterday, and then quite a few today. And I, I'm not sure exactly, like, what is making people want to lean towards Control Warrior again. I don't know if it's just, like, I, I feel like I've seen a lot of 
people either saying Rush Warrior is fantastic, like best deck, or I've seen people like on the other end, it's like, nah, Rush Warrior really sucks. Like, don't play it. So <laughs> I, I don't know if maybe people are like, Rush Warrior sucks, and they're going to try a different warrior instead. I, I don't know. Well, my thought on Control War is probably people are trying to ride Rydalgore, and as they're... Uh, is anyone running Silence natively? Like, I, I don't think there's really any Silence in the meta at this moment in time. No Silence means Rattlegore... Rattle yeah, Rattlegore gets to punch you in the face a lot of times. Yeah. And Warlock can't and, deal with it. Warlock literally cannot... I, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. I was just like, that's what I've been playing the last two days is Control Warlock. Like, And actually, our conversation last week reminded me of it, so... Uh, I I was playing it the last couple of days, and especially since I was seeing a lot of slow decks and a lot of priests, I mean, it was like doing work mm -hmm. the last couple of days. And yeah, then playing it, and it's like, whoa, Rattlegore, what, what, what is this card? <laughs> this card's back. Why is uh, this guy continuing to hit me in the face? Yeah. Luckily, one of the games I did burn the Rattlegore with Ticketus, but, uh, you know. That still, like, I was surprised with how much Control Warrior I've been seeing. So, I, you know, just uh, I mean, it keep is, your eyes out, everybody on ladder, because that might be coming back. Yeah, to be fair, too, the Legend is a different beast in itself. And you always see more, like, long-game, controly, greedier decks in Legend, I feel like, than you ever do on the ladder. So, um, that, 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 may, that makes sense. Yeah. It might that might explain the amount of priest I've seen, and priest is actually pretty pretty solid right yeah. now. I think they were okay beforehand. Yes. There's a couple different ways you, you can build uh, control priest right now, and Lucia is really kind of annoying card to deal with if they uh, <laughs> if they play <laughs> it, um, especially in a scenario where you know they're looking to try and keep from dying or something like that it can be uh pretty good and i and i actually i actually think rush warrior might be one of the like one of the best decks right now mm -hmm. now now that people are actually playing minions because they're not worried about a watch post creating tons of tutu minions every time you play a minion it the we we've talked i think in the past about how powerful the rush mechanic is because your minions end up acting as removal and you get to value, you get to decide how those trades work because you play the minion and it has the initiative right away to, to trade. And, and the, the buff cards Rakara looks amazing. Uh, that playmaker card, if you're allowed, to, if you let them like make a second copy of Rakara and then get to start attacking, it's just, Gross. I I think I'm actually going to craft Rakara uh before before um the my next stream so that I get a chance to play play that deck because it, it looks really good. Now yes, there are definitely some people that are talking about it not being good, but I I I think I've seen enough games with it um that I think it I think it actually is pretty solid. I think so too. I yeah, it, you know, also like Rakara and Runthak. I feel like Runthak is a lot better than I mean, honestly, like I and probably a lot of people gave it credit for because like buffing some of those other Rush yes. minions is like whoo, 
It's a. It turns out game. hand buffing can work if you have Whoa. a a a uh, you know the uh, conditioning card that buffs your entire hand for real cheap, and you have a card like Runthak that that does all you know can buff the entire hand, and you end up having like either a bunch of rush minions or maybe a couple big taunt minions or whatever that end up getting the, the buff from, from all that uh, hand buffing. It just, uh, yeah, it's, it seems really good. Yeah. And when you're hand buffing cards trade as well, like that yeah, turns out that's really good. So, and it, so Paladin's still strong. Yes. Yes, it is. It turns out, Paladins, sword. the sword's still really good. Sword is still really good. It does. It only pulls out two secrets because there's two swings instead of three. But that Omayag still very impactful uh, yeah. when that gets pulled. Avenge, hey, that's still pretty good if you could buff a minion for for free when they kill kill another minion on the board. And yeah, they just. You can run a Librum package that doesn't include Penflinger, and it can still do okay. And the secret secret builds seem to be seem to be doing just fine. Yeah, definitely. And there have been more aggressive ones, and like Dragon was saying, like the No Hands Gamer version. So I don't know how much of that one is running around the ladder, but I saw at least the first half of it. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the No Hands Gamer one because it had the underlight angling rod in there too. So like, I'm I'm fairly sure that one's running around on the ladder. So, yeah. um, aggro decks are are good. They are uh, they're finding their their place in the the meta. Face Hunter doing pretty well for itself. Um, especially with yeah, turn, turns. Yeah, I was gonna say turns out you don't the that deck was good. Uh, not just because of the watch posts and the the amount of damage you could do from hand, it actually is just a solid deck. And there's the um, the Wrangler into a Rhino is one of the most satisfying four or five turns that you could possibly have because um, there's very few classes that aren't playing minions, and so your Rhino is going to hit something. And they're it's definitely going to kill anything they're going to play at five at at four or five mana, and you're probably going to have that rhino still on the board. And if they manage to buff and have the other rhino to be able to do on six, it's just it, it's very backbreaking. Yeah. Also, Kodo Bane is is a thing because well, when you don't run any three cost spells except for. You play Mankirk, and guess what he... Or Mankirk, and he plays... What does he put in your deck? A three-cost spell. Um, so that card is draw some damage, draw some damage, hit your opponent in the face for three damage, and put a 310 on the board. Ah, yeah, that really turns up the uh, the pace of the battle real quick there. So, uh, yeah, Mankirk plus yeah. Kodobane is... St- I mean, we thought Kodobane was going to be good, but, like... That in that iteration where your deck tops out like that, it's yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. The only time it feels bad is when you haven't drawn Mancrick and you have the Koto Bane and you're just like, Well, I can either just play this for a, a one and a two 
And then, you know, within the next, like, two turns, you draw Man Crick, and you're like, of course. Okay. If I had held it one more turn, but if you had held it one more turn and you didn't do anything, <laughs> that also feels terrible. The only time that doesn't feel bad is if you have stampeding rhinos, or trampling rhinos in your hand already, because you're like, well, I was going to do this anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. If we didn't say it before, I think Man Crick has been so much better than I thought it was going to be. It is it is crazy. Yeah. 310 is a big body for a lot of decks to deal with, too. So, like, dealing face damage and putting a giant minion on the board and still getting an additional card draw whenever that's pulled, like, it does a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think I definitely undervalue it. It puts in work. So the uh, the final bullet I have to read because I think I am the smartest person ever because I put Rogue has a secret weapon post-Penflinger. Secret weapon. Yes, secret Rogue seems to be doing very well right now uh, because of some slower decks being in the meta, like Warlock, like Priest, like Warrior. The Hanar tree that you can create is pretty good. You don't necessarily need the pen flinger to do face damage because uh, because you can remove minions from their side of the board with the with the blackjack stunner and uh, it's it you know rogue still has the the wicked stab and all that damage that they have they have the secret passage they've got the field contact to draw cards there's there's just there's a lot there still. And and so Rogue, I don't think, mm -hmm. is really going to be going anywhere. No, I expect we'll probably see some more of that. You're not the first person I've heard mention Secret Rogue specifically. I I think over the next week, probably before we all chat again, there's, there's going to be more Rogue being played again. Um, and especially if somebody like one of the Grandmasters or a couple of the Grandmasters bring it. Although, I think, is this coming week specialist... Is that what I saw? Yep. Yeah, that I don't is know. Right. If, I don't know if in a specialist you're playing rogue, but maybe. Um, but I suspect that we will probably be seeing some more rogue pop up uh, over the next couple of days to week. I don't know specialist. I'm like, my gut immediately goes to warlock, and then it's like. Then you yeah, go warlock or warrior, I think. Yeah, and then you go. Well, how do I counter them? And then how do I counter that? Because they're expecting warlock. How do I counter? <laughs> so you got to go. You got to go to forty chess to figure out what you're gonna bring. I don't like specialists as a format personally, but you know, here we are. So should be good times. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of the format. I don't, I don't think it's very. I think it's. I think Hearthstone is the way it is for a reason. And, like, five cards as a sideboard isn't meaningful enough to to change it. So it's like, I... I if, if you remember back to Season 1 of Grandmasters, uh, some of those were just not very exciting because it's like, yeah, nope, this just loses to it. And, like, I can put in five cards that sort of hedge against it but like it's five cards in your deck it's you're still playing the same deck essentially so anyways uh so, go ahead mage 
I was gonna. <clears throat> sorry, I was before we before we skip over to our this week's poll question. I did want to do a shout out to Diego Centric and Craptasm for an excellent uh, discussion in Discord about Ticketus, which we talked about on last week's show. Uh, he brought up some points when specifically playing uh, a control deck like uh, Priest, like Warrior, and, and how much of an impact, um, not just that first Ticketus burn of five cards can be, but that second Ticketus that they get to use because the Yashiraj brings a free copy back to their hand that they can play right away when they play Yashiraj. So I, I think it's in in thinking about about our discussion, we definitely hedged more towards aggressive to mid-range sort of decks or, or decks that had uh, the ability to put more pressure. Uh, things like Control Warlock and Priest that have a less minion-dense deck and are more reactive in the spell choices that they make, that's going to be a lot more difficult for them to do. And and you you can probably deal with five cards getting burned, but that second five cards and having to deal with the Asharaj on the board uh, can, can be really rough. So I've actually kind of changed my opinion a little bit on on Ticketus and whether or not it needs to get looked at. Because if you're if you're making it so um you know control decks are are really difficult to play just because of this one card um that that's not great. Yep. So do you want to go well another reminder I should say is episode live or 100 is live. Uh we're live recording it on May 4th. 2021 at 5:30 PDT, 8:30 EDT. Um, please submit comments as well as well wishes via our special Discord, or you can uh, message it or tag any of us on Twitter. Um, but it would be at the Doctor. Yeah, so uh, the place that'll get saved the easiest is probably the Doctor Three HS Twitter. So, so let's go into the poll question for this week. All right, so the poll question this week is asking your opinion about the meta now. We'd like to know from you, how has the meta felt since the balance patch last week? Do you think it is better? Do you think it is about the same? Or do you think it is worse than it was before? So let us know. Vote. Please give us your opinion, and we will talk about the results on next week's show. You guys will. I'm actually going to be out next week. It is not a big deal. I'm actually going on a little vacation. My wife and I are going to be fully vaccinated by then, um, or I already am. My wife will be, and we're going to Vegas for the week, a long weekend to celebrate my wife's birthday. So I will be back on May 4th for episode 100, and I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, I think we all are. Yeah. yeah. So. Yes, and happy birthday to her as well. A little bit early, but yes. happy birthday to her. I hope that the two of you have a lot of fun and enjoy the time off. Exactly. So uh, you can get in contact with the show if you want to leave uh, comments for our 100th episode or just say hi. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Dr3HS or you can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com and you can find myself on Twitter at 
Daring Alkaline, and I started streaming again. So I was streaming Neo last week, and now I'm probably going to be switching between that and Dark Souls. So just like I've just been streaming like Souls and Souls like games, and you know, that's your kind of thing. Come hang out, watch me get upset because I oh, I was getting <laughs> I I hit a boss last week, and I was woo, I was hot. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh dragon rider where can we find you yeah you can find me on twitter at dawn edk that's d-a-w-n-i-e-d-k and streaming uh monday through saturday starting at 10 a.m mountain time over at twitch.tv slash dragon rider dk you can find me all over aspirant uh because this season for aspirant i am the director of production and casting so I'm kind of leading the charge with all of the production stuff. Um, I'm going to be doing some casting myself. I'm probably going to be doing production for like half of the weeks for our main broadcast. Um, I've been working really hard on getting a bunch of graphics made and putting a bunch of stuff together uh, to help out uh, all of the people who are interested in learning some casting uh, like both of you. I'm so excited. I hope that you two really get to do some casting. I'm excited for that. So uh, if you are interested in any of that, you can check all of that out as well. Um, and then, you know, also part of that we have uh, next week to fill in for Mage. Uh, we're going to be having Atachi on the show. Uh, I'm really excited to chat with him as well because, uh, you know, he, he does a lot, like speaking of tournaments and stuff that I was talking about earlier, he does a ton of tournaments. He's very big in like the THL community. Uh, he took, uh, like, ooh, I should know this. I think it was fourth, but it might've been third in uh, DreamHack Anaheim early last year. And, uh, you know, beating Muzzy in the top eight and all that stuff. So like, you know, he's, he's a very experienced player, been around for a long time. So I'm also really excited to, uh, you know, hear from him next week on the show. So I hope that everyone uh, tunes in over the next couple of weeks for you know, a, a special guest in our 100 episode. Yay! Yay! And Mage, take us home. So you can find me on Twitter. I am at MajorDeath, and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MajorDeath, and maybe you'll hear me do some casting at some point down the down the road. I'm really excited about the possibility of, of getting to try and, and do that. That's been a kind of a dream for a long time. Yes, I've put my name in the hat for that as well. I've done a few, I've done some casting lately in the past. I'd love to get into doing some more. So, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, you get to see us around the Aspirant League. So, um, thanks for tuning in, every everyone, and uh, thanks for coming out and listening to. I it's not our hundredth episode, but I still feel like this was a important show. Um, so as always, you've been listening to. Doctor Three. And I do boom.